Hello guys, this is the JAV Show. This is Jorge. And this is Viv. And this week we have... Lynn Sanity. Yep, so Ooh. this week we're doing a filler episode, so it's not within the timeline of the universe right now. We're uh, doing a filler anime episode. Yeah, so you guys won't know when we recorded this. Yeah, the manga's gone too far, the anime hasn't caught up, so we gotta put a couple of these in. Yeah. Uh, so this week we're gonna go back to some of these table topic questions. I think we had one not too long ago. I don't... That was also a filler one. I don't know when we posted it. But I'm pretty sure it's posted because we only have one filler left and it's not a table topics one. So this one's uh, going to be an interesting one. We'll have a three-way table topics filler episode. Uh, we'll just talk about shit and hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, so the first question we have is if the average human lifespan was 40 years, 40, how would you live your life differently? I'd be a lot happier, honestly. Yeah, you I think, think I'd be happier. So? Yeah. Dude, you guys are fucking... I mean... <laughs> You'd be more depressed or what? No, but I think... Uh, like, like, okay, regardless of happiness or sadness, like, wouldn't you have to start working at, like, age 12 or some bullshit? Like, child labor would be, like, not child labor. Wait, but that's... You're, that's, like, too logistical. But that's, that's literally what the question is, like, kind of leading towards. Like, if the average human lifespan was 40 years, how would you live your life Let's differently? The government gave you money. That's really way. that's really interesting then because if the average human lifetime is only 40 years, then you have to kind of go back and see why yeah. it's only 40 years because the reason why our lifespan has increased from 30 to 40 to around 82 now is that our we've advanced our technology in medical and that the quality of life for everyone to be able to get from to be able to like double your life expense your life expectancy or the average human lifespan so if the average human lifespan went back to 40 years then no. does that mean that our technology has also gone no, down no, like what would be no, the wait, reason let's for say, our let's say your 40th to birthday aliens no, come no, 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 and no. take you away this is this both of on. you guys are thinking of this wrong so <laughs> pretty much excuse how, me <laughs> how you how we should be thinking about it is that back then the average lifespan was 30 oh, or 20 and now it's become 40 is how we should be thinking about okay, it. Okay, so that means it, that it, technology it, and medicine hasn't advanced as far as it has today then, right? No, no, no. It just means that there's some, like, genetical truth. Like, there's some genetical marker or something that stops you. Like, like for us, like, when you get old, you usually die of, like, sepsis or something. So your body just starts to starts to die and degrade. So, like, why does it start to die and degrade? But we're pretty much just compressing all of that into a shorter time frame, right? We're just okay. saying that instead of your body starting to die and degrade starting in like 60 or 70s, you're starting to die and degrade in your, your 30, right? Okay. And then usually the average, again, it's average human lifespan mm-hmm. is 40. So, I mean, some people live to 60, some people live to 70, and the very rare people live to 80. Oh, I thought you meant like 40, you're 40, but then no, you're, no, no, you're no. going to die. So, oh, okay. that, so that means it's most likely 30. I got if the average in my life. If the average human lifespan was 40 years. So, pretty much that means the expectation now is your average human lifespan is now 40 years how would you change shit differently? Uh, actually, this might not be the true meaning of the question because the true meaning of the question would be like, hey, if everything was the same as right now and the average lifespan is 40 years, what would you do differently? Then you'd be like, oh yeah, I'll be so inspired to do all this shit. I guess I am thinking about it in a very like like, logis- like logical way. It's like if the average lifespan was 40 years and that means at age fucking 12, I got to start working. Well, I wouldn't say like your your idea is the only logical way. I feel like the way that... um. Lynn and I were thinking or also other variable ways that it could be like the question could be taken that it's still logical uh, but, but then but it, in your way but no no hold up if your way the average wouldn't just like if the average dipped it would have to dip over a certain time frame because there's be a lot of people already over 40 right so that means the average wouldn't work out 
I guess so. Right. It, it'd have to be like some like crazy disease that started, like some like post-apocalyptic thing where some disease came that we couldn't solve, and then all of a sudden it limits people age to like sixty or something. Right. Or I don't know, like some post-apocalyptic thing for if if it were to be from right now and then it dropped to forty. I think I procrastinate a lot less with things that I have on my back burner that I keep thinking I have time to do later. Mm. But then if the average, if I'm going to get sick at 40, around 40, then I will have less time now if I'm at this age, 26. Yeah. I'm, I'm halfway there yeah. already. Damn. Goddamn. Your math's time. wrong, but. I would think they could play opposite, actually. Like, what, what do you mean? I would relax on a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because I, I feel like I work really hard. And actually today I just finished. I completed my second, the contract on my second job. So like, I feel like I work really hard and I am pretty good with like saving money and like investing and doing all those things to like, just make sure I'm like set and stable. But if my life expectancy were to, were to cut in like pretty much half, I'd chill on a lot of things. I'd be like, yeah, I'm I'm good for now. I'm I'm pretty solid for now. Like I've I I'm on like a very nice trajectory to be set for 40. Yeah, like if I were to retire right now, I'm Gucci kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's but true. I, I would relax. So so if sure. the question was worded in a way where it's like okay, so like a different set of question that's similar to this yeah. is like if you knew you're going to die at 40. Then what would like you if do you only have 40 years on this planet, I my answer is the same. I would make sure all the shit I want to do, I do it. I have no reason to procrastinate because I only have 40 years. So wouldn't what, what would that change now? Because technically you don't know that you won't die at 40 right now. Yeah, one of my um one of my life mottos is memento mori. Remember you're going to die. It's not this. And yeah, yeah, we have the same Oh wow. Oh by wow. chance, That's, by chance. Yeah. We didn't plan it. Definitely, um, definitely some chamber of echoes. But here. um I think especially it's especially sensitive for me cuz I work with a lot of police officers and a lot of law enforcement and a lot of you know criminally charged people. You never like, I think I'm just exposed to a lot of that stuff where I'm just exposed to death a lot and I'm exposed to people just not existing on the planet anymore. Like, they, like I always think back to if someone died that day, I'll think back to in the beginning of the day, they were having a regular day, they went to get their coffee, they went to work, and then they didn't go home that night. So I think me personally, I'm exposed to a lot of that. So it makes me more sensitive. So I already live my life like that as if I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day. I always make sure to tell my friends I appreciate them. I always call my parents. I always call my grandparents. I always make sure that the things I do in the day, every day are meaningful, right? So especially if I know if I'm going to be gone at 40, I'm going to get all my shit done. Every year, every month I have, I'm going to do something that's meaningful, right? That's just that's me if I knew, mm. but that's already then that wouldn't it, stuff wouldn't change for me since that's already how I act mm. nowadays without knowing because you never know. I would definitely go a lot more. Yeah, I'd be a lot more chill in the sense of like responsibilities and setting my life up and all that shit. But that's that's if we started right now. Yeah, if we started right now, yeah. and I knew that like the average life expectancy was around forty years, given the age that I'm at right now, I would relax so much on a yeah, lot of yeah. things. Fair enough. And then I would go harder on other things. Like I would take more vacations, and I would. I think I'm pretty good at doing the same thing that you do, Lynn, with like telling my friends I appreciate them enough, or like just showing it in some way somehow, or like making 
more menial moments a little bit more special i think i'm like pretty pretty great at that but i would definitely go harder on taking vacations and spending a little bit more money and doing oh, things like okay, that that's what you meant i thought you meant chilling on all aspects but you meant just work because i'm thinking- mostly just work yeah like oh, i would relax okay, okay. a lot more on like not not like like i want to quit my job but i would relax on how intensely i'm trying to focus on my career and the speed at which i'm going mm-hmm. or like yeah if i if i were to die at 40 or like die around 40 then i'm i'm pretty solid and set up for in terms of like finances and investments and that sort of responsibility part of my life mm-hmm. that i would slow down the fuck mm-hmm. on that side oh i see what you mean yeah That's, that makes sense that's good and we picked a fucked up question (laughs) (laughs) i was like now i think back to it like okay if you think about logically we because they the the question is how would you live your life that means we have to think like if starting from birth how would you live your life differently compared to how you lived your life right now uh i think what you said earlier but i think it's all relative though like answer both questions then maybe pardon answer both ways then I mean, like, uh, how would I? I mean, it wouldn't be up to you how you live your life differently if everyone's like, if everyone died at or not died, but like, if the life ex- lifespan was forty years, then uh, then it's just everything you have to start earlier, right? Like the amount of knowledge would just be less. Like people would just be dumber. Yeah. Like that's that's just facts. Like that you can't get around that. It's either people are dumber or we just get technology so great that within the short period of time that we can learn, we'll learn everything we need to learn. I think that's very possible, actually. Uh, yes and no. Um, like I think there's still limitations right now. Like I think the human brain can only take in so much per day. Uh, and like memory is different from comprehension, right? So mm-hmm. to actually comprehend stuff, I think the human brain can only that's comprehend true. so much per per day. Uh, but yeah, I think that's one way. But then that's just like, hey, like I don't think people will actually live their life differently. I think everything just gets compressed. Like you just start everything earlier and you just end everything earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no like retirement fund at 65. Now it's just at like you know 35, right? Like five years mean yeah. a lot more, but when you compare, it, it's all relative. Like pretty much, you scale everything back. So if if eighty is the current lifespan, you just half everything, right? Yeah. So it doesn't really change. I don't think it would change people's life that much. So if, if you thought about it like that, then it wouldn't change anything. If right now I knew I were to only live to forty, dude, I'd be um, I'd be full diolo at that point. I guess I'm taking beyond vacation days. I'm taking leave without absent days. I'm fucking yeah. doing whatever the fuck I want. Um, and then yeah, just gonna call it quits uh, when I call it quits. I feel like the inspiration for a lot of people to actually do something meaningful. If right now they knew that they can only live to forty, because I'm almost certain a huge percentage of people alive right now are already beyond that. They would just not give a fuck. I think the world would just go into fucking chaos. Yeah, uh, they Anarchy. just like complete yeah. like it'll be complete post post apocalyptic thing. I mean, the only thing I can think of this question making sense is like it becomes like a post apocalyptic question where it's like there's a disease that only kill people that are older than forty years old. Uh, oh, yeah. then yeah, that'd be fucked up because then there'd be some like crazy chaotic thing, like like everyone older than forty has to like try to get all their memory down into like something so then they can teach the younger yeah. generation ASAP. Uh, I think we picked a really fucking shitty question <laughs> i think it's I, th- I think it can be a good question too because you have a lot of nuances that you can play off of and like i think that if we knew that our average life expectancy was 40 years old from the get-go then i don't think it i don't think it would change i think i think everything would just get scaled back like, it definitely would get scaled back but i think if you go into the like details of it it would feel very different like when you're in elementary school when you're six years old they wouldn't maybe they wouldn't encourage play as much and they might be like 
so have you started investing yet yeah like <laughs> what the, do you think about your retirement funds like like it's literally at 12 you have to start working yeah you have to start your career at 12 I mean, years that's, old that's not, not bad that thing. bad too though because no, like, no, no. i started working at 14 but, so if you yeah but that's a job not a career it's true there's a pretty big difference right? true but i think the only way that will also work is that means our human brain has to develop faster too because if it develops at the same rate right now like your brain doesn't fully develop till you're like 25 well if you're 25 you're gonna be dead in 15 years like what the fuck did you do right yeah so I think the only reason that like actual thing would work from birth is like your brain has developed develop faster because you have to start your career at like 12. Mm-hmm. But what about back in like the 1800s when the life expectancy was actually 40? How do you think those people... Yeah, child labor. Huh? Exactly. Like they didn't... I don't think they would have acted any different. Like they uh, obviously got married younger and but the sc- schooling and everything was the same more or less. Yeah, so they were just like, further back in life. But I think they're... Like society and everything was a lot less complicated too. How so? Like when the life expectancy was that small or that that low, then you had to. There was just a lot less variables in your life in terms of like, I like I wouldn't think that people would be working towards a career. Mm. They would just want to make With ends money, meet, right? yeah. and you only you would only have like one person working essentially, like just. Like if you're gonna go into traditional roles, I would assume that it would just be the man working, the girl would stay at home, take care of the family, because you're you're gonna die around forty, right? And then you wouldn't be like, yeah. oh, everyone out, everyone each has their own career, everyone has their the things that they want to achieve in life, their own personal goals and everything, like how we do now. It would be more like, let's start a family and reproduce and at twelve, li- yeah, like really young and get married at like twenty. And live our life that way, and just take care of the family, and live have a little like happy family in a little cabin or whatever it is. Because I feel like that's the life back in the day. Yeah. Versus now, you have the option to travel. You can go on vacation, right? I think there's been a lot more child rapists. What the? Well, think about it. Okay, so who's the strongest of the society? Would be the people who are like twenty, thirty year old, and they'd want to reproduce with someone like twelve year old to pass on their genes further. Right, and then if you know you're gonna die in ten years, you want the mother to survive to pass on the children to actually like grow the children to the age of twelve. I wouldn't say rapists then. I mean, I feel like society's view on that would be different in a way that they would accept that part because they would see a twelve year old as someone who's a little bit more mature than how we would see. Yeah, yeah, it it'd be pretty fucked up. I think. I feel like nothing would get done. Yeah, no. I mean, like Like, I said, unless technology is really insane, where you can download everything really fast and you learn everything really fast, like, but. I'm actually curious because that number, the 40-year-old lifespan, like back in the day, you know how back in the day that's probably the life expectancy? Mm-hmm. Was that because of child mortality? Like, was it just because like from birth? Like death from birth was so much more common. So yeah. like they probably had to count, you know, here's everyone in the world. Here's everyone's age at death. This is why the life expectancy is this, right? But if you have a bunch of child mortality, that will skew the number way far left. What a medicine, though. I agree. But I think that, yeah, I was Still just going to say, I feel like... Yeah, people would die from malnutrition and before, I don't know, I don't know when penicillin was but I, I feel like, discovered, but... I feel like child mortality was one of, like, the like a really high thing back then. So, yeah. like, dying at age zero was really high. So, dying at age zero would mean that they would skew... Like, maybe if you pass, like, For age sure. 10, you actually live to age 60 because, like, you pass the hard part, yeah. right? And then, sure. and then all these people dying at age zero skewed the number from 60 to 40, right? I do think that there's a lot of things that were happening around the world with because of the lack of knowledge in hygiene and medicine all that stuff that contributed 
that was also a large contribution to why people died around the age of 40 like in europe how europe or british or britain specifically how people didn't really care to shower or bathe and didn't think it was a great thing they even like thought it was better to not shower and like if you risk your hygiene in that way you're you're gonna be bound bound to catch a lot of diseases and sicknesses and illnesses okay here's a here's a flip question to this what i think is rather weak of a question um if it was like 1850s pre-electricity kind of thing what kind of job would you want i think i would love to be a blacksmith like making swords and shit yeah i think that'd be, be cool, kind of yeah. cool i don't think i could i like like i think that's the one role where like i automatically don't have to join the army because i feel like the army mm-hmm. back then was like fucked like you're it's just, like a, a death body. sentence yeah, a, ex- yeah so i feel like as a blacksmith i'm needed enough where they don't want me to join the army but then being anything higher would be like too low a percentage like, you know what I mean? Like, being a professor would be, like, nowadays being, like, a fucking president. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the chances of getting there is just so hard or so low, right? I'd be a baker, I think. Yeah, I was going to say that. Something mm. in the culinary, like, making yeah, bread or making... That's true. Butchering meat or something like that would be easy. Butchering meat? I feel like butchering yeah, meat would do crazy. Yeah. There's no fridge, dude. I was thinking of, like, everywhere. baking sure. bread and pies. Mm. Or, like... Something food. Something... Yeah. Or, like, owning a tavern or something. That'd be cool. Mm. Oh, like porn cool. meat and stuff, yeah. You don't want to work at like a uh, like whorehouse or anything. <laughs> that was my that was my third choice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my third choice. To be That's his dream job. Yeah, for me. yeah. I want to be like the king's consort. You know, like his, his mistress. Then you you're set for life. Or or I would be somebody who sews things. Seamstress. Oh yeah, yeah. seamstress. Oh yeah, that'd be. That'd be I remember really picking nice. just like female gender roles. Baker, <laughs> seamstress, whore, nice. <laughs> why didn't we say blacksmith? Man? Yeah, why didn't you oh, say blacksmith? Like, well, because okay, I'm thinking about traditional roles yeah, yeah. back Jesus in that Christ. day, and I don't think I genuinely have an interest in any of those things. So, like, I I like carpentry, not carpentry, but like construction. I think it's really interesting. I have I have my own Dewalt tool bay, guys. But then, like, I feel like if you were to ask me to build a cabin, I think I would have fun the first time around. But if that was my job all the time, and given like the technology back in the day where you actually have to use like a manual saw and you have to go yeah. out in all the weather like the tough weather conditions and ha- do everything more have everything be more labor intensive without all the like electric saws and electric technology that we have now I, I don't think I would like it that much mm, I see. or like being a hunter I would I would oh, freaking yeah. hate that I think a hunter would be alright but I think I think the blacksmith is only because like I feel like the chance of you getting robbed is pretty low yeah Um, like you have all what? the why would it be low? You have all the valuable yeah, metals. Yeah, but I stuff. also... Okay, so, like, let's say I do get robbed. Let's just say I do. The chances of them actually surviving that robbery is going to be pretty low because all the knights I supply weapons to will know that, oh, shit, they robbed the one guy I go to that makes my stuff, and now he can't do anything. So they're gonna actually going to go and find mm. them and kill them, right? Mm. So then, like, the chances of them actually wanting to rob me is going to be much lower. There's like lot, I feel like there's a lot of degrees of separation in your theory, but I'll accept it. Really? I, I think I think you it's think they give lucky. a fuck that you got robbed? They just yeah. want the sword and get out of the Who's day. gonna Who's gonna help them fix their, the, all their stuff if I'm gone? Like if I was an actually good blacksmith, like who the fuck's gonna help? Who me? said you're gonna be a good yeah. blacksmith? The fuck? When you say I mean, blacksmith, I'm thinking of like Final Fantasy rules, and I'm like, damn, making potions would be pretty sick. Like when you <laughs> go into town, you, yeah, you, you go into town. What's a fucking alchemist? You buy you buy the potions. 
I think I think a knight can only be as good as their blacksmith too, though. Like if their sword, if they're going on one v one combat, That's and their sword's true. not as good. Your sword breaks when it hits a wooden yeah. shield. Then and you're, you're like, fucking, the fuck, you're that fucked, was a level right? one shield. Or if like your sword comes off as just like a fucking hilt when you try to like, you need a really good blacksmith for that shit. That's true. What about coach driver? Just no, I feel like you get robbed all day. Uh, <laughs> like, we were talking about getting robbed. <laughs> I feel like that's the, one the number one person. They see you driving around, they're like, Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're driving past them. It's the fucking fifth time we robbed this week. Alright, then I go back to. I wake up every time in different clothes. <laughs> Alright, then I, I go back to being a concubine. Easy. Mm. Easy money. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just trying to think of like uh, Red Dead Redemption, like the video game. I'm like, yeah, I rob coaches all the fucking yeah, time. All the time. They're the number one yeah. thing in any game. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's let's go on to our uh, next question. Uh, and maybe we'll add another one if we don't have that. So the next question is, what do we all have in common besides our genes that make us human? So I think the core of this question is first, how do you define a human? So do you define someone sure. who's like a serial killer a human? Uh, biologically yes biologically yeah, but like like i said like the question said other than genes because the genes is your biology is yeah. what dictates who you what you become other than like that dna of you what do you consider human because that's until you answer that that's the only way you can answer the question is what do we all have in common besides our genes that make us human right like you could say yeah you know two eyeballs but technically you know some people don't have that you could say all these things and there's always exceptions right feelings I mean, I that wasn't express. the initial question. The initial question is like, <laughs> what makes, like, like what do you define as humans? Like, just feelings? What do I, yeah, people with... But then dogs have feelings. Do they? I I think they do. I don't know. Like, what do you think, Viv? I think what we have in common that defines us as humans are one big common trait is empathy. Mm-hmm. And when you lack when you lack empathy, it's kind of hard to see someone as like if you're completely devoid of empathy, then you're you're you kind of seem like more of a shell of a human being. And my original answer was to contribute to contribute to our definition of good, like your very own definition of mm. good. But when you said like a psychopath, yeah, I'm like, what if a psychopath thinks like I'm making it better for fucking Mother Earth because there's less humans on Earth? Mm, maybe. I mean, like, do you, like, it sounds mean to, like, say, no, I don't consider them human. But, like, some people are crazy to the gills where I'm, like, I don't know that person's, like. Yeah, like. Like, that person's human human in biology and physical, like, sense. But, like, other than that, like, they don't share specific traits. And I do agree with Viv. One of them is empathy. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't have empathy for anything. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, I think, I don't know, like. And that's that's crazy too, though, because if you think about the other way, I, I talk about like, would does do animals have empathy? I think very few animals have have empathy. Yeah, I think some animals definitely do. Yeah, I I would I would like to say that it takes a combination of certain traits that makes us mm, human, okay. Okay. not just one. So like, yeah, animals also have empathy, but I think empathy is a huge one that humans have to have in order to be defined as human or seen as human or that's how you lose your human quality when you don't have when you show like none of that at all it's like one of the many that you yeah. think is going to define it okay okay exactly yeah. I think maybe another one might be I think another one is um. okay this might be convoluted but I think justice so I think animals don't have justice like they don't care they, yeah. there's, no, there's no such thing as justice to them there's nothing that's that. just but it's I like, think to be human like 
even if your justice is wrong, like if you're like a radical um, Taliban person, you still have justice in your mind. It's just the way you enact the justice is different than how other people enact mm-hmm. the justice. But there is still justice. I agree. Whereas I think what defines us between animals and humans is like, I don't even know how to define justice. It's like righteousness or like... Um, not really equality. equality. It's like, yeah, it's it's very. F- you know how earlier when I said contribute to our definition of good, yeah. it's kind of like kind of like that in a way, right? Like, yeah. Everyone's definition is different, or everyone's reason for doing things is different. Like sometimes you might meet somebody who's a complete fucking bitch, but then they're like nice to the people that they love, and they may be completely crazy in public and an asshole to everyone else, but they do it because or because of who they are or whatever, but then they're still good or working towards giving somebody or giving something or putting their efforts towards something that they love and genuinely care for. The world suffering and loss, like kind of negative emotions. Like I feel like humans bond through dark times or suffering in some way, like COVID kind of brought people together or death. But I, I, I don't together. I don't think it's exclusive though. Yeah, I feel like, like a lot animals, of animals feel suffer. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Dogs can get depression mm. for yeah. sure and go on like I think like whales and stuff, they get really yeah. depressed if their uh, calf dies mm-hmm. and shit. So I think Same with elephants yeah. too. I don't think suffering is one of the like very defining traits mm-hmm. that makes us different. But I definitely think right now what we have on the list is empathy, justice. Um I mean, there's some other, like, very, like, logical ones. Oh, is it consciousness? But, I feel like that would be but, a good way to describe do it. Do animals not have consciousness? They're sentient, not, too. Not in the terms of not being sentient, but more like... Having more intentions behind the things that you do. Like intelligence? In yeah, like, intention, mm. like intelligence in that way. I, like, I, if, you, if you hurt someone, you would feel bad about it, or you would hope you feel bad about it. And that's the conscious part. That, isn't that empathy, though? That is true. That is true. Because be I'm, I'm just thinking like consciousness. It's like you knowing. Okay, what I imagine when you say consciousness is like you look at the mirror and you realize it's yourself, right? Yes. And like some animals do and don't don't do that. Yes. Uh, and what I imagine is like when a robot eventually becomes sentient or something, they'll have that aha moment, right? Like I'm sentient, right? But then that's not exclusive to humans, is what I'm thinking too. It's oh, like yes. it's not just Good humans. Point. I think I think animals can do that too. Um, I feel like there's just a type of intelligence that humans have that not, well, I guess no animals do. Like, for example, um, agriculture, like, we've developed our technology. Like, we have evolved in a way, like, mentally from 1800s till now. Like, animals wouldn't know how to farm or they wouldn't develop. That's within our genes, right? Is it, though? Uh, I mean, I think the only way our genes got better is that the smarter people procreated and the dumber people couldn't. And then it slowly developed to the way we are now. To be able to, like, be more critical thinking. Oh, I have one. Writing. Reading and writing. Like yeah. literature? Mm. Literature. That define, that differentiates us from animals. But can't some animals read, like, to differentiate, like, shapes of words? I think birds can do that. No, wait, actually, then I think um, art, then. Because I don't think animals can actually appreciate, like, like artwork and, yeah. like, something abstract like that. That's non-real, non-physical, but yeah. means something else. Mm. I think, like, it has to go beyond writing and just literature, but, like, art. Yeah. I guess art could include, li- like, literature itself, but not writing itself yeah. Yeah. matter. 
but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think like art or literature or whatever is mm-hmm. is a defining factor of humans that separates us too. I was going to I was going to say language at first, but then yeah, obviously animals can communicate with each other, so it had to be something slightly different, like on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah like recording things. Because okay, the, the other th- the other question that goes beyond this is one day if there are humans here, what what makes them different from us, right? And I think those three things so far is actually going to be true, right? The art we have is going to be different, and, and it may be something they don't even express. Like who knows if if aliens can even see at the same wavelengths as we see, right? Mm-hmm. They might see in X rays or in like infrared or some bullshit. Uh, whether they have justice or not, I'm not sure, but for sure we do, right? And then whether mm-hmm. they have empathy or not, for sure, for sure we do. But I think for sure, like those ones, I guess I was gonna say love, but I guess animals technically do have love for each other, but I don't know how they can express it. Like, do they express it in the same way or anything? Lust. Do animals feel lust? Oh, yeah. For sure, oh, yeah, yeah. They fuck all the time. Yeah. Dolphins, dolphins do, yeah. All the time. yeah. yeah. Do, like, like deers go in heat and they just go what around about, like, fucking horses. What about, like, um, you know, we make love, like, it's, it's passion. Like, it's actually you're in love with someone and you do that, but do animals just do it to reproduce? You know what I mean? Like, it's an instinct to do that, to pass on your genes. But you know when you're in love with somebody, you have strong feelings for somebody? Do animals feel that? Like, do so animals passion. feel other love for animals? Like, like... Do they feel passion? Passion, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if they feel passionate. Like, that's I, true. Like, I'm in, like, I have so strong feelings for this person or thing. The, ol- animal, the yeah. only thing I can think of is, like, a dog to a human. Because they would be obsessed. Like, they have... Like a thing of pleasing you in a way, like yeah, like you know your own. But it's like, not like your partner. It's a different. I think that's loyalty. It's different y- yeah. than passion. I think like yeah. The only thing that I can think of that would be similar would be like monkeys to other monkeys because they 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 true. actually like miss their kids and yeah, actually like yeah. love their kids, won't take care of their kids and try to actually, raise their kids a proper that way. That would be true for lions too. You ever seen yeah. those videos where the lions see the old owner that yeah. used to like take care of them and shit and they get really sad or they get really happy and sad and all that stuff, all those emotions. Mm-hmm. I guess that deep sense of emotion is still there. Yeah. Actually, now so then the question would be like does a deep emotion is that even exclusive to humans because it might not be, right? Like, yeah. I think I think animals can feel deep emotions mm-hmm. too. But is Deep emotion, the exact same definition as passion, though. I feel like there's a there's a type of twist that passion has yeah. to it that you can't define deep as deep emotions too exactly. So, do you think animals can develop passion? I would like to think that passion has more of a active, like more active efforts towards. Um, I mean, if that's the case, I still think they do have passion. the love that you have. I still think they would still have passion. It would be like a passion of hate or it could be a passion of something else, right? They could just hate something so much. Oh, that is true. Right? And that is their act of passion is them always trying to like hurt this thing or kill this thing or was get that, that thing. Was the difference between that and instinct? Mm, I, well, it won't be instinct because instinct would be something that's automatic, right? Oh, but killing is instinct for animals, right? Yeah, but so okay. The like only thing animals feel enjoyment and passion from killing, or is that just no, like, no, no, oh, no. I need to eat that? Uh, I, I, I think they that. just have a I need to eat that kind of. That's, brain. So that's an instinct. It's not passion. Oh, but no, I no, would no, say no. that if you think about like I keep thinking of comparing to monkeys because I watched a lot of things yeah. on monkeys. But then like I would say that yeah, maybe they do show some sort of passion because you can see when they're angry mm-hmm. or when you hurt their kids, how angry mm-hmm. they get to like other other monkeys and stuff like that. They'll literally ostracize a monkey if they're like 
bullying another monkey and if the a monkey that they're bullying has more value or is more loved within the group yeah i think so I, I i think they 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 also have i don't think it's exclusive to humans for passion i mean but i mean i think we have some for sure right empathy justice art well then by that logic you don't know monkeys can feel empathy too in, in that case um true they could feel empathy that's true i think their chances of feeling empathy is uh i think i actually know you're right i think animals can feel empathy i think they can't feel empathy as deep as we do though yeah yeah it's like a surface level empathy yeah like they just think oh this thing's hurting but then like, is this just bad. monkeys because monkeys are fairly no, no no i think i think i think dogs can feel empathy too i think probably elephants too yeah yeah, yeah I, I think they can feel empathy i think they can't feel as deeply as humans do i think they can't um probably passion too and actually though. no so i think they can't i don't know if they can feel empathy because do they put themselves in that shoes? Like empathy is almost like you yeah. putting yourselves in that other person's shoes to feel that emotion. But do they just feel sad for that thing because it's in pain or it's hungry or it's sad? But do they That's ever true. put themselves in that shoes? Like that, I'm actually not sure. Oh, that is true. Right? Because like point. humans, we can like actively think like, oh, this is how Viv feels because she went through the shit. But do animals actually go that far? Or do they just say like, oh, Viv feels bad? Yeah. Right. And I care about Viv type of thing. Yeah. But then it doesn't go to the point where like, oh, I put myself in Viv's shoes and Viv feels bad because of these specific things that happened to her, right? And I think that's that's the difference between empathy and like, I don't know, sympathy or caring or I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the other term, terminology would be. But, but even I, for humans, they can feel that surface level of empathy. Like they might not care enough to be like, I'm going to put myself in Viv's shoes and if, know what she's feeling. But, but what makes us human is what we went back to the beginning is we think, or oh, I think serial killers may not have the ability to yeah. experience that. Therefore, I don't think they're even like, that's what defines us as humans yeah. almost, yeah. right? And I've, I've definitely met some people and I know some people that are very lacking in empathy too. And it's kind of... But they still have some, like they still yeah. would have something, right? Or they have the ability to at least. A little bit, yeah. But if you're completely devoid of it, then yeah, I don't think... I think it'd be hard to see that person as completely human because I think something that's really easy to... Something really easy for me that lets me, like, not be so angry or, like, take things so personally all the time for anything is that, like, everyone's human. This is something I repeat to myself all the time is that, oh, you're just being human. Or even, like, when you're trying to be more forgiving for yourself, you just tell yourself, oh, you're just human. Mm-hmm. Like, you give yourself that grace of making mistakes and, like, having flaws and all that stuff because you're human. But I think that if somebody wasn't able to show empathy at all, then I would it, it would be very hard for me to give them that same grace or say like oh they're just being human yeah like i mean yeah there's just certain things it's just so hard to uh like you know serial killers like it's like yeah like they don't think the same but okay for me also like like pedophiles like 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 i don't know like i can't i can't it's so hard like i can't empathize with that kind of like that right like i know they have this whatever i i don't even know if it's genetic or if it's just trauma or whatever but it's just like yeah at that point, I, I wouldn't even say, like, oh, they're just human. It's just like, no, no, no. That's not... I agree. That's almost not the same anymore. Like, it sounds really bad, but it's like... I, I consider that almost like a sub-race. I think... It, yeah, I think it's kind of like... If you can't relate to... This seems kind of totalitarian, but if you can't relate to what the majority would see in this kind of situation as, like, a human to human, something that you just think is fundamentally not right, yeah. then that's that's what kind of takes you away from the category of being human, like being a pedophile or, like, murdering someone or, like, I don't know, even I mean, being, okay, doing so, things like that. Then so, you're like, what the fuck? That seems like something that should be fundamentally outside of your nature. So so the so the murdering some someone actually I think is... 
still human to, to say like for example if someone was taught and like okay here's a example that i'll probably get hate on but like if you were indoctrinated in like the nazism and shit and then you went and killed a non like you know an allied soldier and stuff like a non-nazi like you were you still had empathy you still had just you still had all these human things but you were just taught the wrong way and it's the same as these like crazy radical taliban people right like they're still human in my opinion they just had something like wired differently or not wired differently they're taught differently but then like i think like serial killers are wired differently completely i can completely see that like if i think about you know if you think about um hitler i can i can still see hitler as somebody who's still human no matter like even though he's did all the things that he's done i think he's wired differently Maybe. But maybe it's also because I don't know enough about it. Mm, but okay. for all I know about him is that he was essentially the leader for yeah. this whole war or like army of people who wanted yeah, yeah. to kill another race. That's essentially all I know about him. And I see it as like, okay, you were raised differently and taught wrong. Yeah. But if you're like you said, if you know somebody that's like a serial killer, and if if I probably learned more about Hitler, maybe I'll find out that he was actually a serial killer who was doing things by his own hands yeah, and yeah. like saw these people bleed and like did things like because he got some sort of enjoyment out of some way somehow yeah. then i would see that as yeah you are being wired differently you're actually not yeah. human like you actually have a fatal flaw that makes you not human but then it goes back to hitler specifically you have to go back to world war one where world war one shaped the country yeah. into xyz yeah. which made him hate jewish people which but, made him and you know like that but so like what's so but my, the whole country was like that not just him yeah, yeah but but it couldn't oh okay so maybe maybe some some people would argue that if it wasn't him it would be someone else yeah but i i think like without him it wouldn't have become this also yeah like i think all the people under him were indoctrinated improperly but he was indoctrinated properly and wired differently well, that would make sense like there had to be something that made him stand out yeah yeah like i think like i think it was both for him like all these people yes they were taught wrong and they did wrong and they were fucked up but they're fucked up in their own ways but he was that and he was wired non-humanly if that makes sense yeah that's that, that's what i think i, can, I mean it, it I could be it, it could be debated like it could be like the drugs he used and all that shit but i mean it goes to all like crazy people out there too right like mm-hmm. or all people who went through that right then there how do you guys feel about like mental health cases like for example vancouver that's like, a huge thing right now everyone's talking about all these mental health people on the street they're just jacked up on coke and they're just crazy mm. are they also wired differently or it's because of the timeline of their lives that led them to that point i think it's the timeline of their lives like no one no one actually i feel like i hate it when people make fun of like homeless people or say anything negative because like yeah sometimes they put themselves in those situations but i think systematically sometimes you're just born yeah. with the wrong hand with the wrong like deck not deck the wrong hand of cards and it's just kind of hard for you to get out of that and it's more you have more chances of putting yourself in that position yeah. because of how where you were born and the system that you're placed in and the cards that you were giving given when you were born and like obviously no one wants to be there and when you're there unless you experience it for yourself you don't know what the kind of person you'll be when you get to that spot so i'm sure a lot of people become drug addicts or like you hear it's a very common place for people who are homeless to become drug addicts or to become really dependent on alcohol or whatever other substance abuse or you see them be a little bit more delirious about life and i feel like that's their only way of making the best of the situation in a way that makes it feel better for them and like when when people who haven't been in their shoes or haven't been in a really tough spot and maybe they've been like silver 
like spoon fed with a silver spoon their whole life. They might see it as, oh my God, these people are disgusting. They're lower than me or whatever else you may have it. But until you're actually in that position, you don't know what what means you'll go to to make life bearable in that way. So I think for those people, it's not that they're wired differently. They're just they they just had they're just doing that because that's what they need to do to make life bearable. Okay, so in a way. I, I think I think well, okay, so I think the serial killer is different though. Like, I think what we're talking about is like people who enjoy torturing of other people. Yeah. Like the the true like they actually their brain is in, wired in a way where they enjoy it. And like I think Ted, most Ted Bundy type. Yeah, most yeah. of the homeless and like crazy people don't like if you gave them the option they would not want to do that. Yeah, if you're like, "Hey, like here's a job, here's here's how you get yourself out. Like I'll help you get yourself out of this situation." And I'm sure a lot of people will actually take that if they're in the like the mental state to do so. But if some people think like my life is fucked, I'd rather just do drugs or whatever, like live this live this way out until I go out, then like that's also that I wouldn't say that's also like wrong, but I would say like, oh, maybe they've they've just kind of given up because they've seen enough pain or they've suffered enough. But there is a difference between serial killers with a purpose and just serial killers who just want to kill f- for fun. For example, Ted Bundy, he killed for fun. It's like a sport, it's like hunting, right? Mm-hmm. But then Hitler or Charles Manson, they had they kind of are the protagonists in their own story. They have they want to see the world a better place, so then they did it because of that. In their mind it's the better place versus but, Ted Bundy it's just like because I want to. Yeah, for no well, reason. I'm right? curious too because like if if their true goal was to, they didn't have to torture. Right. Like I think that's the that's one of the defining facts. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. If you if you're a military guy, you had to kill that enemy, you had to kill the enemy, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not a bad person. It's just what it is. I don't think killing itself makes you makes yeah. you are or like not what you get human. out of it, right? But I think like yeah, it's the fucking feeling you get out of it. The joy of it is the part that wires you differently oh wait i've always thought this so you know um how putin obviously like bombed off ukraine and everything yeah. he probably didn't lay a single finger down do you think in the situation where putin had to do it himself do you think he would have the guts to do that or is it like he's just like go pawns do my dirty work for me but do you think he actually is capable i think that he's also capable because i feel like even if you're somebody who actively is doing it by your own hands or if you're the or if you're the person that's leading the army or whatever yeah. team you have it do it you will still hear some sort of backlash or like the pain that you're causing and if that doesn't make you feel anything then 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 you, yeah you got issues in your brain okay so then why don't i feel anything when i eat a steak i didn't kill a cow but i'm like indirectly causing that thing to happen but i don't feel bad I think you're far enough removed to it, and that's why. But I feel like if you were told to go kill a cow, yeah, and cut it out and do all that stuff, then you would not be able to do it. That's something. So, so is Putin. He's nowhere near the front line of the army. No, but like that's different. He can't physically go and kill that many people. Yeah, or if like Like, if so many farmers came up to you and was like, "Please stop! Like this is my cow. Let me tell you about my cow that that you just asked to be killed because you wanted a burger yesterday." I'm sure you'd be like. I'm fucking sorry. Let yeah, me cancel that order. So do you think Putin has that same level of empathy where if whatever all these people, Ukrainians, actually went up to his front door, knocked on him and be like, hey, can you please stop bombing our country? Do you think mm, he no. would feel any sort of way? No, I don't he's think just so. Because like, well, I'm sure he can hear all the pain that he's causing, all the people that are saying, yeah. oh, I'm losing my family, I'm losing my house. I lost this, I lost this. Like, he why is he doing this? Care. All the eruption that's happening in the yeah. and he does not care. He's just like, Keep no, going, but guys. yeah, he'll 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 justify it in a different way yeah. for himself, right? Like he you pretty much like in that situation where 
everyone else thinks you're wrong you have to like find a way to think you're right and his his answer yeah. would be like if i don't do this the russian people will die for this right? yeah. so his justification for that will like be like your pain is yeah. worth it yeah like yeah. to save my people i have to yeah. kill these people yeah he's the protagonist in his own story right? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so for him i don't know if he's actually wired differently i feel like if he was wired differently he'd fucking drop a nuke right now but i don't know i yeah, yeah it's not I, yet yeah. yeah but yeah that's true actually I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just certain people you kind of see and you're like, yo, these guys are not wired the same. And the people who like to like, like torture animals or torture yeah. humans, yeah. those are uh, wired differently. So my question sure. to you guys would be, do you guys think the, our legal system should be changed in a way that encompasses different tiers of people? For example, no. <laughs> I mean, for I mean, example, I was like, gonna say for sure. that's the caste system though. But like okay, so like but like what do you why? Mean different tiers, like? So like um, for example, criminals who've murdered, they get put in jail, they get parole after X amount of years. Is that already happening? Yeah. So like, and then let's say this person gets released after twenty years. Uh-huh. So this happens all the time where like yeah. sex offenders they yeah. get they're in jail for ten fifteen years. Yeah. They get released. They just do the same shit over yeah. and over. So but that's our right as a Canadian to have freedom. Once our sentence is over, we get released. Yeah. But then these people reoffend immediately after they're released. Yeah. So do those people deserve the same rights as regular people? But don't never- don't they already not have the same rights? Like they can't vote and shit after they're released, and like there's all these like restrictions on them already. Yeah, but they don't care about voting. They're just gonna go kill a bunch of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. But like, even in our justice system yeah. right now, they already yeah. they are already yeah. a lower class. Like they are already a different. So do you think they deserve? Uh, I mean, for that case, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, what about what about getting um, keeping them imprisoned when it's past their no? Because I mean, no, because they've they've done their time. I think it depends on what they did. Yeah, but so like some people are put into jail because you you sell drugs or you carry too much drugs on you or whatever. Then yeah, those people obviously can go back out because you never actually hurt anyone yeah. or like that. But if you are a serial killer yeah. and you like you did your time, my but, my personal opinion is that you don't deserve to ever no, leave but, that but time. But there's there's no way they can do their time. They have multiple life sentences. Yeah. So there's like that's why I was saying the system is still quote unquote fair because there's no way mm-hmm. they can come out anyways. No like not all though. A lot of people still come out after well, they, ten years, and they yeah, still there's did. some people that like murdered one person like on purpose or whatever. Yeah, and it can still come out. So, then, so do you think they? So are you saying they don't deserve? Yeah, redemption. I, mm, I guess it's, it's a gray I, area. I think. I mean, I still think they deserve okay. redemption. I think everyone gets one chance. Okay, you get one chance to. But that's out. but that's exactly what the justice system does. Because if you're a repeat offender, the next crime, the next sentencing would be much heavier with yeah, a but much then longer you term. You get released every time, and then you just keep mm. doing but it. But I mean, I feel murdering like, yeah, the game. second time, you probably want to get released again. Murdering, yeah. murdering is different, I guess, because you get life sentences. But like something like being a sex offender, but or don't being... don't you get like a much heavier sentence if you do it again? If you're if you repeat. Depends on the person, though, right? Because it depends on the judge, depends on everything. But if you get released, you that's true. Do there are some very unfair um, cases, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. like the entire BLM thing. A lot of those things are like completely yeah. unfair. Mm. But but the the sex offender would already be in a lower tier because they're for life have to be like registered as a sex offender wherever they go. Yeah. Uh, and then if they do commit, like I think they do deserve the first redemption yeah. possibility and then if not they do get a much heavier sentence and by the time they come out of their second sentence i don't know if they have much life to live or much ability to mm-hmm. offend again after that mm-hmm. 
when you are talking about different layers to the justice system, I was thinking about, yeah, there needs to be a lot more stricter laws and rules enforced onto the people who essentially have more of a word in our society. So like billionaires, like multimillionaires, people in the government, people who have power in that way. A lot of people are essentially touchless if they're not in yeah. the middle class or if they're not part of the irregular citizen class. And I think in that case, there needs to be some way for the people in the middle class to have more of a say yeah. or for those people to actually have to be not controlled, but they have to go through like they the be same, like accountable for what yeah, they, they, they have do. to be accountable for the things that they also do just because you have a shit ton of money yeah. or just because you have a shit ton of power doesn't mean you're above anyone else. And I, you can just break the rules all the time and like hurt people or like push agendas that aren't actually okay. Yeah. I, that, that's mostly in the whole, um, it's mostly in the whole uh, corporation scheme, right? Yeah. So, like, if a corporation does something bad, yeah. they get a big fine, but no one gets imprisoned. I agree. Like, if if you're the top dog and your corporation fucked up, you... Like, something has to happen. But at the same time, like, empathetically thinking, if I was the top dog and some low-level subway guy... If I was top of subway and some low-level subway guy went and killed someone or went and poisoned a bunch of bread, I was like... Like, fuck like that's not your fault there's only so much quality control i can do right but well, technically yeah that's different yeah yeah like i i guess it'd have to be known right is if the ceo that's known or if the leader known that there was a problem and they hid it from public and tried to hide the problem and that's then different. it became something big then i guess that's the case where they should be liable for it and not just financially liable like they should pay with something more serious right so i don't know why i'm yeah. thinking about that basketball player that got arrested in russia for having weed on her do you remember that yeah and then they just traded her like with a war criminal like it's no big deal but yeah. she's just and then she got she's free here uh, like, that i mean I, I saw that i was like that's crazy if I mean, it was any regular joe they would not have cared true if it wasn't a bisexual female black yeah. basketball player <laughs> then yeah. the care may have been a lot less i do agree yeah. with that but um unfortunately that's the case but at the same time i don't know like a, a bit of me also thinks like fuck man if i was in her shoes i'd be like god damn it please help me out yeah. here i believe one of the cops that shot brianna taylor i believe that's her name he just got he moved to a different city and he just got appointed a higher position in the police okay, that's in the, the police state, right yeah, yeah. isn't the state system the state's so okay, yeah it's more chaotic the state's policing system is way different than ours in canada like yeah. we have way more stricter rules we have um we have like a audit board whenever yeah. anyone draws a gun they get investigated the for fact months. that there can be any corrupt government i think shows that there needs to be something in line to keep like any of these big enforcement yeah. enforcers accountable for yeah. things but the state is messed up they're paying after what country anyways yeah so they're, oh, they're, they're, able right their, they're able to hit their. They're able to hit their. Their capital. What's it called? Their capital, or their max debt ceiling. Who do they owe? Yeah, Russia. Like China. the entire fucking world. Oh, nice. <laughs> but if they hit their max debt ceiling, then everything's gonna go on a like huge recession because then they actually can't borrow any more money. I mean, or sell any more bonds? Who, who controls that? Which is cap fucking value. insane. I mean, the question is, who controls that cap value? But then, obviously, if like the US, do as if the USA goes into that, I forgot what the specific word it was. Can you search it up? Actually, do you, if the USA actually goes into that, then like so many countries will, will go into a recession. Uh, I don't know what you want me to search. Uh, search up USA. 
I have no idea what you want me to search here. But um, I mean, the question is who controls that arbitrary number that we've created or whoever created? Just, if it's a byte, they're just going to increase it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, even if it's not him, even if it's not him, even if it's a conglomerate of other people that created it, I'm pretty sure the U.S. has, right now, they have enough influence to get them to change that number, right? Because like Viv said, if it does reach that, then everything's going to get fucked. Right. I don't um, like, understand how countries can borrow from other countries. Like, how's that work? They just wire it, or like no, what? No, no, no. It's just uh, how's that work? I don't understand how that works. It's all on the fucking internet. <laughs> it's all on the fucking computer. It's all digitized shit. Um, but yeah, it's all a bunch of random agreements passing around. No one's called the shit. debt ceiling. Oh, okay. So the U.S. is about to hit the debt ceiling in 2023. The question is, who controls that debt ceiling? Who and over the last few years mm-hmm. they've been constantly like increasing their like debt max but now it's at it's like actual max that so you actually can't until you like break down but who so before they were increasing their max but who was controlling that increase and who limited that increase that's the question that has to be asked right the because, congress oh yeah this so, is a US import so then they're just gonna be, be like nope we're gonna increase it again <laughs> print some more money guys let's go what does the US import besides oil and gas no, they export a lot of oil and gas. Or yeah, like what are they? What is their besides they, that? What is it? Why they export? Yeah, what are they exporting? Uh, they export a lot of food. Mm. Yeah, like a lot of the food, like a lot of soy and stuff. Especially with a uh, Ukraine Russia war, they mm. export a lot of that shit too. Uh, obviously, like technology related stuff and mm. things like that. But the food, they also export quite a bit mm. of food. Like they're if they want to self sustain, they can self sustain. I think. Um, we're Canada besides oil do you know and food probably Call. yeah food lumber shit like okay, that I'm just reading I forgot the exact Natural word resources. for it was but I'm just reading an article right now it says okay if the USA hits their debt ceiling Dude, then they would much. immediately go into a halt and about and they would halt about one tenth of the US's economic activity economic oh, activity shit. which is fucking insane okay, guys we're just fucking three monkeys trying to figure this shit out i don't think we're the ones that we should be talking about <laughs> and it would lead to <laughs> the knowledge. loss of around three million jobs first of all who the fuck wrote that article <laughs> who is it oh this is um a site called cfr oh okay what is what does cfr stand for i mean i could probably figure that out too with a computer Council Foreign Relations. Oh, okay. And that's probably... Oh, that's a think tank from the U.S. Okay. Uh, headquartered in the U.S. I mean, doesn't this feel like similar to like... I, I mean, I, I don't doubt there's going to be some type of recession coming, but this doesn't that sound like fear-mongering and shit also? Like very similar shit that the news always posts? Like fear-related news? I think, yeah, it's definitely fear-related news, but I think it's fucking insane that it's getting there because... you. This will be the first time in history that any other any country ever has ever hit their ceiling, I mean, their debt ceiling. But like you said, they raised it last year, right? But they no, they actually I forgot why I was reading I was reading a bunch of stuff about it, but they actually can't raise it this time. I know, but so they, if they actually but, hit it this time. They're fucked. Yeah, but they did raise it last time, right? Yeah. So that means they could have been the first time to hit it in history last time too. If they didn't raise it, like most of the time they like. They keep their debt ceiling very low, like lower than your actual max. But this time it's like actual max. So you actually mm. can't keep maxing it. It's like, mm. oh, like you can always get fatter. Like, but a, then like, like a contingency, you're saying. Yeah, like a contingency. Yeah, okay. You can always get fatter. But maybe once you hit 300 pounds, you're actually going to start dying. Mm, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I feel like we're not the best people to talk about this shit because we have no idea what truly this that's stuff true. is. That's Three monkeys talking about finance. Yeah, we don't know jack shit about this. All right, do you want to do a different interesting question? Sure. Uh, what's a belief that you hold with which many people disagree? Ooh. What are some hot takes you have? I, I kind of want to hear what you guys' hot takes. Hot takes. Here's a hot take. Canceled. Here's a hot take. No, I mean, it doesn't have to be all the time canceled here. related. But I have a hot take where, um, you know how a lot of our friends are buying houses. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a oh, proponent right, you're a of the, I'm, I'm not a proponent of the real estate market. I think it's, uh, it could be good, but I feel like if you don't know what you're doing, it's kind of average at best. So I, I feel like I, I think if you don't need one, like if you don't have a family, I think. Or if you're not about to start a family, or if you don't have family, I don't think it's very useful, in my opinion. So, do you have feelings of, um, let's say you didn't live at your parents' house, mm-hmm. you were renting an apartment mm-hmm. for a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Do you have those feelings of, oh no, I'm wasting money by paying someone else's mortgage, X, Y, Z? I may have more of those feelings, um, but I still would not like to be tied down to one place permanently. Like, it's not permanent. I understand it's not permanent. But any growth you have in terms of finance, as soon as you sell your house within five years of buying it, like as long as, as, long as you don't own that house for more than 10 years, and as long as there's not some miracle in the market, you're going to lose money. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, with like lawyer fees, moving fees, all these other shit, taxes you paid, et cetera, et cetera, you're always going to lose money. So I feel like unless you have a family and you plan to stay somewhere for 10 years for sure, like I don't know if it's the right idea. Um, and I know a lot of like, Main, not mainstream but like a lot of at least the people we know they're always like oh yeah buy a house you know as soon as i was like fuck that man i don't think that's the right thing to do guys like i feel like it's uh it's kind of a debate almost mm-hmm. like who gains the most when you buy a house the bank does so who's advertising for you to buy a house you have to think about it that way too mm-hmm. right um now i know there's some good things to it too and like all that stuff but i don't know i feel like you can still live a okay so a part of it is finance a part of it is like investment related i was like i don't i don't believe it i i believe you can make just as much if not the same amount in terms of just pure investments compared to a house and still rent and still like the difference between rent and mortgage and however much you get at the end of the day i think is still uh could be compared could be very comparable so like like next 30 years i buy a house wherever the house is worth and then if i invested this money for 30 years i think the amount of money i get at the end is a comparable amount even after you minus rent but the next thing in my life that I'm kind of iffy. Really? Yeah, it is. Even even if you're doing that in like a really hot market or someplace where. So if you do the, the hot market, the, the price you buy for the house also is higher. So it would still average out to the same. Like, yeah, your true, rent is higher, but you, your, your purchase price. For what if what if you're living somewhere where it, 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 it won't, houses cost a lot more like in Vancouver and Hong Kong? Where like you're purchasing right, no matter when you buy, it, well, pro- you'll probably make so much more money back if you hold the house for a few years, than if you were just to rent. No, I still think the the money you get from the investments, uh, even if it's like a base S and P five hundred type of thing, that's S and P five hundred over like X like two uh, like hundred some years is still about ten percent return per year. If you compound that over thirty years, compared to like the price of the house, mm-hmm. uh, and like you said, like if you have to compare the difference between renting. So the, the the price for the mortgage insurance, all the fix ups, minus how much you had to pay for rent, and then whatever's left, you invest that. I still think it would be comparable. It won't be like a staggering amount one way or the other, if that makes sense. It won't be like one of them is two x the other one, or one of them is three x the other one. I was like, no, maybe one of them is like 
1.15x or 1.1x or 1.2x the other one yeah okay that makes sense because i would i would still think that buying a house would still give you a tiny bit of a lead lead if you buy it in the right place i mean if you buy if you did it in edmonton probably not probably like generally the same but if you did it in some place like vancouver and hong kong i would like to i think it would be slightly higher i actually think the reverse is true you probably make more money in edmonton buying a house than in in vancouver at, at the end of x period of time oh interesting um, but I think people don't understand some of the shit that comes with a house. Like a house itself depreciates. Like, like you have to fix it up over time. Oh, and each true. time you fix it Constant up, it's going to cost 20, 30, 40, 50 grand. And that might be every five, 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And that itself adds up. Whereas a renter would be like, fuck you. Like this is broken. Fix this shit fix for it me right now. Right. Uh, but okay. That's one aspect. The other aspect to it is like, like, I don't know, like it's the one thing of all things you cannot bring with you when you die. <laughs> What? What do you mean? Like you, you can bring, bring feelings anything. and emotions and things like that when you, don't you die. Know that. You can bring experiences at the very to your very deathbed. You can bring experiences with you, but that house doesn't mean shit. What about your car then? What about your? I mean, shit? like the thing is, like it feels like if you should drive yourself to the morning. So like, like outside <laughs> of the, outside car. of having a family, I understand like having a family. You create emotions with a house and stuff like that. Um, but outside of that, if let's say like I never like get kids and stuff like that. I would rather like rent my whole life, get to travel everywhere and spend all that money and not have to like sell a house at the end of the day. And just like, like, I feel like it might sound bad, but the optimal way to live your life is maximal happiness with zero dollars and zero debt when you die. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like having a house is opposite. Like it won't be true if that was the case, because you would have all this invested in this thing that you would almost, almost never be able to get rid of. Right. If I had no friends or family, then I wouldn't care if I had zero money before I di- or like when I died. But if I had like a lot of money, then I would be like, yeah, then you can make my friends and family's life more fruitful uh, after I, mean, I die. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But that's that's still giving it away. Right. That's mm-hmm. not, that's still technically you have zero. Right. Mm-hmm. In terms of that. But if I had no family, I'd be like, fuck, that's the optimal way is to like travel and experience. Shit. And I feel like like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like. Being able to not be house poor and being able to travel to other places and stuff. Like, I'm not saying I won't buy a house one day. I'm just saying, like, people are doing it, in my belief, too early in their time where it's going to mm-hmm. potentially wreak havoc in their life. I don't think it's wrong, a wrong way thing of thinking at all. Like, I think it's very, but very, think, very, um, it's just different. I, I think it's the, the one thing that a lot of people will disagree with. Like, especially yeah. people we talk to, they will for sure disagree with Oh, yeah, with that. for sure. That's why I was like, I never I never bring up that shit. Like, Our mutual group of them. friends, for sure. Do you think you would feel differently if, you, let's say, you won the lottery tomorrow, $5.7 billion? Would I you mean, still feel the same about buying a house? No, well, no, because money won't be a thing anymore, right? You can buy, I can buy whatever the fuck I want, mm. and I won't, have the, I won't have the consequences, right? Mm. But, like, with it being a real-life consequence, then I'd be like, okay, is this something I actually really want? Yeah. Or... Mm-hmm not right yeah my idea of buying a house doesn't go towards more so like financial things it's more so like i i feel like when i see people buying a house i see it as like a place to go home Mm. specifically and when you rent it feels like you like even if you're there for even if you plan to be for there for like 10 years for me personally i can't I, I, w- I would never be able to fully settle in because I know that this is not actually my home mm. in that way. Versus if you actually bought the home, then it's like, this is my home until I said it's no longer my home. Versus it's if you're renting, yeah, because it's your choice. Versus if you're renting, then it's also somebody else's choice, whether it's yeah. re- your home or not. 
so I have thought of the feeling of home before. Obviously, like this is my home, and I feel like this is home, right? Yeah. Um, but I have some like fucking crazy and stupid thoughts. So like sometimes I think about people in like war torn countries where they have to leave their home. What's with you in these armies and these wars to motivate you? Yeah, this is always like military war related that motivate. But I feel like fuck, man, they had to like make something else their home, and they've done, and they like. I don't know how the success rate, but mo- like they must have, like some people must have been able to actually achieve that, right? So I just feel like if it's achievable in other people, I have to be able to like make something else my home. Like not in terms of a place, but maybe a situation or maybe people or a relationship or something like that, right? So then for me, like I have thought about that a lot and I'd be like, yes, like right now this is my home. And I'm just like, fuck man, one day if it does go away, I have to like, be adaptable and be able to change my thought to make some other situation or some other life my home that's true i think it's also very hard to do that though Uh, yeah have you ever felt homeless yeah but i feel like you have to like it's like it's like almost like another step of growth Mm. right like to be able to leave your home and create another home somewhere else is for example like both my siblings bought a house and they both moved out and now they have their own home now right and they, they had to do that, uh, but they did it by choice. Like other people had to do it with like, like they didn't have a choice, right? And that's more traumatic and scary. Yeah. But I feel like the growth of doing that is still growth itself. So like the reason why I said that is because something that I felt and now I'm, I feel like I'm feeling it a lot less now is that like when I was going through the stuff that I was going through in the last year, yeah. I felt homeless for the longest time. And even though I, mm. even though I live back at like my parents' house, which is the house I like grew up in and the house that I lived for majority of my life and the house that I lived in for like my entire life aside, pretty much my entire, not my entire life, but like majority of my life aside from those two years, I still felt homeless when I went back because it no longer felt like my home. Because I even though I left for two years, and I, even though even though yeah I left for two years, but I was there for I think it, I would say like sixteen years, yeah. it still no longer felt like my home, and so that that's such a weird feeling to feel that like you're you're homeless even though you have a place to live. Did it? Does it? Okay, so maybe I'm I'm projecting here, but does it feel empowering if like Lumi has become your home or your car has become your home or you've made something else to be able to transition into outside of this physical like object that's only in one place being your home. Now it's like, you know, a backpack, a a dog, another thing has now become your home. Does that feel empowering or does that feel less? It, It does feel more empowering, but I think that it's still a feeling that I still long for. So, like, for the longest time, my car actually felt my, like my home. It feels kind of weird to say because I feel like some people will be like, what well, the fuck, your car's your home. But it's, like, the one place that's, like, solely mine. Mm. Solely mine. It's I'm pretty much always in my car alone. Yeah. Like, I never really drive anyone else. Pretty much always me. I'm always the only person there. And, like, I really like going on drives by myself before gas became really expensive. So, it was, like, the place where I would cry a lot or I'd have a lot of my happy, like, solo moments a lot. And, like, when I got into that car accident and I didn't have my car for, like, three months... That was the time when I felt so fucking homeless. I was like, I have fucking nothing. But isn't that like, okay, I so like, that, that it, part destroyed. It, yeah, it sounds okay. Yeah, it's pretty sad, but I feel like it's so empowering that you're able to turn something that used to be X amount of square foot into less, but still be able to have that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like, for me, it's empowering because it makes it feel like, hey, now it's I'm not stuck to one location. Now I can go anywhere in the world as long as I have this thing with me, right? And ideally for people, it's a relationship or it's like, 
you know some relationship right mm -hmm. like your home ideally for most people would be like you know your wife or your spouse and your kids that should be your home regardless of what house you're in right mm -hmm. and isn't that so empowering to feel that if you can actually like move away from a certain location and still have that home i definitely feel like that that's that's really empowering but I, I don't know if i would recommend people to feel that way mm. i think it's a it's a very dissettling thing to feel because you have nowhere where you actually feel safe where if you sleep you feel like you actually belong there or whatever and like you like at the end of the day after you like work really hard or you do a lot during the day you hang out with a lot of friends you feel like you want to go home to feel to like rest up you don't have that place to like rest up so you're mm. you, you will never actually get that rest for a long time so it actually took me a very long time to like be okay with that and i still don't fully feel like the place that i live is home but i feel like if you ever like got your own place like even if you just rented your own place that would like that feeling would come back to you of that thing and it would be easier for you than like for me because i've never oh, i have left but not like for a long time yeah right i feel like that's the empowering part it's like even I, for I Lin, do see the empowering like, part though. like the, the fact that lynn's moved away from her home i feel like and she's created let's say her own home in in vancouver i feel like that's like it's cool because although it doesn't feel good initially you can now do that but for any city in the world mm -hmm. or at least any city in canada right as, as, as a starter and maybe beyond maybe north america maybe you know the northern hemisphere maybe the entire world and at that point you're like holy shit like the world's my oyster i can go anywhere i want mm -hmm. Like, I personally don't completely feel that yet right now. Like, I, I feel that in the sense of travel. I feel like I can travel almost anywhere in the world and I'd be fine. I could figure it out. But, like, to actually live somewhere else, I still want to, you know, be able to get that. And yeah. not just, like, in, in Edmonton. Like, it doesn't... It, it's not the living alone part that bothers me. Like, I've done that for, like, a couple months. It doesn't, like, it doesn't change anything for me because I'm a very, like, simplistic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I think it's the fact that, like, that challenge of a totally different thing, right? That's like, like I've obviously never moved out of the city, which is like a huge fucking feat to like create your whole a whole entire new life, like what you've done, Lynn. But like from my own experience, I think that it definitely is really empowering to like kind of navigate and create your own little home and how and wherever you go. And like for me, it's just me and Lumi. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For now, can you get another dog. Mm -hmm. No thanks. You get a sugar daddy. I would never recommend anyone to get a dog if they if they're a solo person. Feels like you're you're a single mother. True, true. Feels bad. All right, back to the <laughs> base question. What's something <laughs> that you believe in that many people disagree? I I've had this um, thought recently, kind of um, cooking in my brain, which is, um, imagine moving in with your boyfriend or girlfriend. But you have your own rooms. I the, think that's normal, isn't it? No. Everyone I talk to is like, oh, that's so weird. Like your own like bedroom your own... with your own bed and your own oh. shit in your room. Wait, okay. So one, if you have enough rooms in the house, say you moved in with Zach with a three-bedroom room. Isn't it normal for you guys to have your together bedroom and then your own room in no, each no, so of okay, the other my, rooms? My concept, my base I don't concept. I think her concept is that. Is, oh. Okay, so imagine um, I moved like in with Zach. Roommates? We have a two-bedroom apartment okay we each have our own bedroom so like he has his bed i have my bed i have my desk in my room he has his desk with his pc in his room oh, we have I a ki kitchen and living room together and then every night we'll just sleep in one person's room like like a sleepover like we'll pick a room to sleep in and oh. then that one day a week i just want to sleep by myself i want to be in my own bed or like if i just wake up at 6 a.m and you want to game till 2 a.m i want to sleep in my own bed within like the silence and like not have you bother me when you come back into into is that is that not common 
everyone every okay couple. no no like like common. like yeah that's not common but like i feel like everyone would have like a together bedroom and then a separate bedroom with a bed that if that was a situation that they wanted the game and then they would just go to the bedroom and sleep so like every couple i've talked to was like disgusted at the fact of oh. even sleeping apart at all and i'm like no no i just not every night i'm like i just need one night by myself mm. in a mm. week or like i just Bad like having gas. i just like having all my shit okay so like what if he wants an aesthetic of a certain type in his room and i want like a nice clean modern aesthetic then we can't have mm. both so then my room will stay as my room and he can have his shit into his room so every couple i talk to like is so disgusted by this this concept because they're just like oh you're just like roommates but you're dating like it's weird and i'm like but it's modern like you have your own space i think that's really important um in a relationship i think that's like a like i think that's an extreme version of having your own space yeah i think that like like i can see why that would be sick but i think i think that the way that people it would be more easier for people to take in would be something along the lines of what Alvin was saying where you have your shared bedroom that you both sleep in the same bed every night but then you both also have your separate spaces so like a lot of guys have their like their den or their whatever, den or whatever the fuck it's called and then like girls will have their own room so like yeah like I had my like yeah you would have your own space where you have your own vanity or your own desk or your own all your own shit that doesn't really go in other places in the house but then you still have your shared bedroom but then i think that your your way is like you're you're completely own separate bedrooms and i think that i can see how that would work i can see why i would also like that but then i also really like sleeping in the same bed and like sharing the same room as like my so and i think that for me personally i would everyone's different but for me if i was dating someone and they wanted that then i would think that we're a little bit too incompatible to like come to a compromise to make like our either our like house aesthetics work together or like to be able to merge some of our stuff together in that way to live a little bit more cohesively oh yeah i'm not saying you have to sleep in separate rooms all the time no i know i know like i just want i just i just love sleeping by myself first of all that's that's a me thing not that i don't like sleeping with zach but like i just like i want to be like on and off like sometimes i feel like sleeping by myself sometimes i want my own space and i Mm. the space and time is really important to me and that's why I thought of this concept of having like your roommates, but like you're dating. Like, yeah, like I completely get it. I like I really like having my own space and my own time too. And I also also enjoy sleeping alone sometimes because sometimes if you sleep with somebody else all the time, you you can't move and you always only have half the bed. And it's, sometimes it's just like I'm a really light sleeper, so if somebody else moves while they're in the bed, then like I'll hear it every single time, and I get the best sleep when I sleep by myself, mm-hmm. unless I'm exhausted and the other mm-hmm. person doesn't move. But I think between the two, I would I would still prefer to have a shared bedroom and then have our own like separate spaces. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but definitely controversial. It's fine. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. That's what I'm saying. I've I've had this idea, and then everyone I talked to was like, "Oh my god, oh!" And then apparently, stay in a dorm. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what it is, right? A dorm. I mean, okay, why don't you guys just make your living room your shared bedroom, and then each of you can have your own bedroom. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, and then just have a really comfortable bed in the in the yeah, living room. That's so funny. A com- really comfortable futon. There you go. Problem solved. I think it's uh, perfectly fine. How about you, Viv? Do you have any hot takes that may- many people disagree with? 
I've been trying to think of one. The first one that came up to my head when you when you asked the question was last time or one of the times on our podcast, I shared about my take on how people get reformed back into society after they've done like a terrible deed and they've become imprisoned and how I think that a lot of people just don't deserve it. Like, you mean in this podcast? No, like a previous oh, podcast. We talked like about? we don't deserve to be reintegrated in society? Yeah, in a previous podcast, we talked oh, about this. Okay. And I mentioned how I think that, like, if somebody has done a really terrible deed, then, first of all, if they got... If, like, one of the examples I mentioned was if police was going after them, the police was just, like, they were instructed to just stop the guy. Like, you can go ahead and kill them if you need to. Just make sure he stops whatever he's doing. I think that's the worst possible way to go out. Like, I think that you should fucking shoot their Achilles tendon. You should shoot their fucking wrist or something. Just knock the guy down because he doesn't deserve to die after he's done something oh, really Oh, you want terrible. them to yeah, suffer? And the- Not necessarily suffer, but I think dying is the easy way out. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. And, like, I think that some people think that they're punished enough just by going to jail and i don't think that's punished enough sometimes like okay if you block if you put them in total confinement where they don't get a window they don't get to see sunlight and they don't get to like hang out with other cellmates they're literally just in total solid confinement then yeah that would drive someone insane and yeah sure that should be a proper proper punishment for the rest of your life then that would be better than saying like oh yeah it's okay if that guy like killed all these people went on a serial killer rampage or whatever then okay you can shoot shoot him when you see him like kill him and when you see him i think that's terrible that's so fucking unfair mm. so so fucking unfair like no you shouldn't kill him you should you should arrest him maybe like that's the anime justice <laughs> yeah you, you shouldn't you shouldn't kill him you shouldn't put him in a regular jail where you can actually see people you shouldn't you shouldn't make sure that like he gets put into a jail where his basic needs are being met still by not doing anything Whereas there, when there's people out there in the world that are like suffering and working so freaking hard just to get their basic needs met, like that's that's just completely unfair. Like people who work so hard and like stress every day about like their bills or like feeding their kids and making sure this is okay and that's okay. Whereas you have this guy who did all this crazy terrible shit and he gets arrested and he gets put into a jail where, where the government will feed them and make sure they're clothed and get them a nice warm place to stay. Even though it's a cell or even though it's jail, I think that's still totally unfair. Like people yeah, who do those things... Know should be locked into like total confinement maybe if they get injured along the way don't fix them she wants to fuck people up who's done really bad things and she's, she, but she doesn't want them to die because she wants them to yeah, feel dying the pain is an easy way out instead of just killing okay so you want them to be confined in this in jail but like minimum needs men is that, is that what you mean yeah, I think okay. like if you if you yeah. deserve that, then you should deserve that. Like like some people think that oh, just going to jail is enough, and I don't think so because going to jail sometimes is better than if you're outside of the system. Because there are people who are homeless or people who are are in really unfortunate situations who do petty crimes just so that they can be put into jails, just so that they can have their basic needs met, and that's just a way of them way for them to survive. And I think that like that's so unfair that you can do such a bad crime and you still get your basic needs met when there's people who are doing good things or people who are just working hard out there and they're struggling to get their basic needs met and it's like oh those people aren't getting their basic needs met but you did such a bad crime and your basic needs are still being met so that's still unfair you should have your basic needs very like stripped to the minimum so that you're still alive some way somehow but you don't your your cell shouldn't be that warm you shouldn't be able to see sunlight (laughs) Kind of like a war like a war prison yeah you shouldn't be able to like talk to other people or socialize with other people because 
there's some people that like work all day in and out and they don't get to see their families like how how the fuck is I that feel fair like if that's the case i feel like capital punishment is almost better because yes you're not wasting money out, but you're not wasting resources and money on helping these people that's true or like make these people work really hard so they could like power something like I've put actually, them on like bicycles or some shit I've like hamsters thought about that for um if you put humans in um like you know when you they test makeup on rabbits like do that but like on inmates that's fucking torture yeah like that yeah instead of the rabbits and all the other animals do it on do it on like them nothing, like not torture but like you know like makeup or like moisturizer make them you like make them useful not just put them in a confined cell mm. like make them farm wheat or some shit like that like make them useful in society in a no, way no, mess like with the wheat. pick cotton that- <laughs> <laughs> hold up <laughs> <laughs> all right we're canceling sorry guys <laughs> i mean i'd yeah, be like, down to the- we have energy problems put them on bicycles yeah, or some shit just- like do something I they mean- don't deserve to relax and sleep in a cell while their basic needs are being met just as yeah. a punishment yeah. you can put them on an island and make it a fight island hunger games yeah some shit like that something Something for entertainment. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, that's a hot take too. There's no right way of saying it, but uh, it, like it semi, feels very strong. Yeah, like semi agree with you in a way because that's how I feel sometimes with homeless people who have no, they're just waiting for death, like those kinds, and then they're just killing people for fun to get put in a jail cell, and they're making the streets all disgusting, and they're threatening people like that's that's where i draw the line where when you're threatening people and you're harming people that's the that's the line where if you're just like a harmless homeless person on the street like i don't care mm-hmm. but when you're harming people and robbing people at knife point and stuff like that then that's you should not have the rights to your freedom anymore like i think it's very easy to not go to jail guys and very easy to not hurt people in that way so just don't fucking do it and if you do it and you and you deserve punishment that way then yeah you you deserve it i see i see i have another uh actually oh, i have another take that but right. one that i'm not that passionate about but it's that i, I read this recently and i'm like oh that's kind of true though because there's actually no need and maybe it's coming from like a petty position but like after you've reached a certain amount of money like you get a certain amount of money you can't get any more you shouldn't be able to get anymore. Just give it to someone else. Mm. Like billionaires mm. shouldn't really exist. Do you actually mm. believe that? Not, not, not as passionately. Mm. But I'm thinking like, okay, if Wait. you're like loaded out of your mind, what is okay? I understand that you can't just give money back, or else it fucks with the economy. Then like the value of things will actually it won't actually matter so much. But I think that if you're like a trillionaire there's literally no point in you being a trillionaire oh yeah I get what you. do you mean like if, if you have that much money that you can never actually spend it no matter how bad you are with your finances in your life like when you're that fucking loaded there's no reason for you to be that fucking loaded you're better off allocating the money to like other places that actually need it like maybe there should be like some some rule or some system where it's like oh, okay if after you get to like uh, your first after you get to your first like five billion dollars you're cut off you cannot make any more money all the money that you make that comes into your bank account has to go towards like charity or someplace Mm -hmm. else like there's actually no need for you to hoard all that money and it can go towards things that are actually beneficial so like people 
I feel like usually when you bring up a topic like this, people will say like, oh yeah, you can't just give that money back to society. You can't just give it to somebody else or else you're going to lower the value of the other things that you want so badly. Then it doesn't matter. Then it makes everything else more expensive or then it just like fucks up everything else or it'll just bounce back out and negate whatever you're trying to do. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I completely get that side. But like in that way, why don't you just put that money towards something that that won't like change the scales in that way? Like put all that money towards feeding people who don't have their basic needs met okay or like put all that money into other charities and things like that you like you actually don't need that much fucking money i agree mm, i don't uh completely agree. i mean th- that right. cap is gonna have to be something ridiculous though like five billion i feel like is decent yeah like, but like but, you but, spend five billion dollars but like doesn't that i don't know like doesn't that kind of ruin your like the core motivation like, okay, for example, if I'm at $4.9 billion and I'm thinking long-term 10 years, I was like, okay, fuck, 10 years from now, I want to own fucking Twitter or something. And 10 years from now, it's going to cost me $10 billion to buy Twitter. Fuck, like, there's no way I'd ever be able to buy it because now I have this fucking hard cap on me. Why do you need to buy Twitter? Like, just like, just something you want, right? Elon like, like somewhere some in the human, world right some now is human, crying. Some human <laughs> motivation, right? Or like, oh, I really want to go to space, but it costs me, I, I want to personally go to space. I don't care if NASA goes to space. I want to like build my own space like system. Well, it's going to cost me this much. And if you put us hard cap, like inflation is going to fuck this hard cap up because everything's going to be more expensive. I feel like there's a caveat that comes with that hard cap. So it has to be like, okay, you cannot collect that that much money and put it towards your personal finances and your personal needs. But, so you have to put it towards something that actually like does something. So if, if we were talking about like space exploration, then you could say, okay, I am set to make $10 billion next year. And because I cannot personally keep this for my own personal gain, like I can't buy it. Like, I don't know how many yachts you can buy or whatever houses or whatever or how many islands you can buy. You have to actually make a plan and show it Mm. to and show it to whoever is like guiding this thing, whoever is whoever is enforcing this rule that okay, next year I'm set to make ten billion dollars. This is how I this is how I am planning to spend it. But it's still with it's still kinda under your name. You still kinda get you still get the rights, you still get whatever comes with it, but you can't actually spend it on oh, yeah. With this ten extra billion dollars, I want to buy France. Well, that's kind of already is already circumvented. Like no one's holding that much cash. They all have it in different company stocks and stuff. So that is true. So then, and then what they'll do is like, okay, I can't have, I can't own more than five billion dollars. I'm just gonna make a shell company that buys other companies uh. and put all that money in there, and then voila, I don't have five billion. Like I feel like it's a very easily circumventable thing. Uh, number one, and then number two, I just feel like. It goes against like ha- being able to for people to see that cap goes against like their m- like own motivation. The entire American so who, dream. Yeah. What gives you the right to dream about buying Twitter for ten billion dollars when Joe Smith over there down the street can't buy bread? Uh it's like, up to me. Like that's 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 my own motivation, yeah, right? So- like just because someone is doing bad doesn't mean I should also be doing bad. That is true. Right? Just just because someone else is doing really bad in life does not mean I have to also suffer. You know, I always think about I think this. When you say, oh, sorry, but I think when you say Twitter specifically, yes, I hear funny. you saying like, fuck Elon Musk. I'm like, no. Elon Musk. <laughs> no. I always, well, speaking of Elon Musk, I always think about Elon Musk when um, he, I see his rockets, his SpaceX, like mm-hmm. getting shot into the air. Mm-hmm. And then there's one. there was one recently that yeah, it went up a little bit, but then it couldn't fly for some reason. And then mm. it went back yeah, down. That's like $2 billion. 
And then that $2 million he wasted on a single rocket. But it's not wasted. It's not wasted. He actually learned a lot from it. There was only a, I think it was a quarter percent chance that it was actually going to be successful. And their main goal for that takeoff was for it to leave the base. And the fact that it already left the base meant that they were successful in their main goal. And if it actually took off without exploding, then that would have been Mm -hmm. like, that would have preceded their expectations and their goals for that mission. But then that money could have solved poverty in the states no but like that's the thing like that's uh you can't <laughs> it's it's game theory at that point right because mm-hmm. now you have to see like okay how much how much more can civilization be enriched mm-hmm. through the current investment of this two billion dollars rather than giving it to something that is potentially perishable right uh but then that goes against the whole like cap money now right if, if people are capped at that then they'll be like okay i don't i'm not motivated to try to advance these things anymore right like i've hit this cap what am i gonna do i'm mean, just gonna fucking jerk off to play play playboy models all day well like we don't want those people doing that either right and mm-hmm. you're gonna say like oh they have to like give it away to certain things they'll be like, okay i'll make some fucking fake charity that my wife owns and i'll give them all the money true mm-hmm. okay take this back all right so then I'd be like i don't know i just feel like it's uh it's a good like i get why people think that but i think um I think instead of seeing how other people should have their playing field level with yours, you should be like, how should I up my game to match theirs? If that makes sense. That makes sense. I was thinking more along the lines of people who are like filthy rich and actually not doing anything with their money, but like, yeah, like living lavishly. I'm like, oh, that's such like, a waste. There is, there is some like, so for example, trust fund kids, like trust fund kids, yeah. you want them to actually do something with the money, right? Like, like you're, capable of paying for a harvard education and they'll probably accept you because you have so much money then you should at least attempt to you know go through some type of rigor of education and do something with it right um but i mean to each their own right like it's like at the same time that's tough too because so the trust fund thing is tough because if say viv one day you became a billionaire and you know you're gonna die one day and you have kids and you'll be like well i want to give everything to them well that's a trust fund at that point Right. Yeah, exactly. So then, so then is it, so then would it be like, no, you're not allowed to give it to them. As soon as you die, your money goes to the state. Then you'll be like, no, like that makes me less motivated to make more money. I'll make just enough for me to survive and that's it. And then somehow shell some money to, to my kids. Then that'll make people less motivated to like advance their own stuff for their kids. But at the same time, now their kids are going to be extremely spoiled, right? And they're that's not going to do anything. Like, I don't blame trust fund kids, like, because if I was in the kids, I wouldn't be like, yeah, no, fuck mom. Don't give me any money at all. Don't give yeah. me this few million dollars so I never have to work in my life. I would never be like that. It's, it's a great position to be in. If you're a trust fund baby, then great. Yeah. Good for you. But like... I guess my main point of bringing that up is just it's frustrating if you see someone being rich as fuck and they're not doing anything... I mean, yeah, and, and you see that. ...proactive or like progressive with their money in that way. I see that with regular people too, where people I know make six figures or whatever, and they no fuck you, they make six figures. Six figures is nothing. They, no, I know, but I'm saying like on a small scale, like on our scale, where they make a lot of money. Like I knew, I used to know someone who made a lot of money. They never traveled, they never bought anything. They just saved and saved and saved and saved and saved for for nothing, and then they're still saving, but they they've never used it. And then I just think, like, oh my God, like, you're saving so much money for what? And you're never going to use it. You're going to die with all this money no, but saved up. What, like, it's so tough to say that because they may have their own motivation in something else, right? Like, they might want something yeah. that maybe you can't see at yeah. that time, right? And maybe only they can see at that time. So it's very tough to say. I don't know. I feel like for that limit, like, if you want people to donate, it should be up to... It should be up to like social workers or whatever it might be to like motivate these people to give their money mm-hmm. rather than us hoping these people are inspired to give away their mm-hmm. things. 
Yeah, I think about it on a on the level of like, okay, if you can be a philanthropist on some level, or if you can actually make a decent impact on some level, like, I would hope that people with that amount of money would want to do that mm. instead of saying, "Oh, hey, here's my hundredth Hermes bag." <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. Like, I mean, okay, like, I, by no means, I don't have much money anyways, but, like, I, I still think that they should be able to make an unlimited amount mm-hmm. as long as the motivation is there mm-hmm. and the corruption isn't there. I think mm-hmm. those are the two two key things of the mm-hmm. caveats, right? As long as, it, if it is a corrupted way of them getting money, like, fucking Pfizer or some bullshit, then mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, no. Like, that, that itself is truly unfair. But if it is truly uncorrupted, like... I'm not sure how uncorrupted, but I feel like the majority of Jeff Bezos' money is tech is not really corrupted. Like he didn't force people to go on Amazon, but he did promote it and he did advertise it. Yeah, he did get it out there, and that was just like you advancing your own position instead of being corrupt and trying to like do other stuff like that, right? So in that sense, I believe he deserves everything he has. He deserves as many yachts as he wants because he, like, he started on his like. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, some people also bitch like, oh yeah, but he started unfair. He had a, a million dollar loan from his parents. But, but like, if you had that, then you would do the same thing. Yeah, but I feel like yeah. most people won't do the yeah. exact same thing because they're not smart enough to do the same thing yeah. either, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, it's that's why I feel like hard caps on any money is like kind of tough for me. Yeah, I, I, I like I like it when people don't suffer and shit. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, like I don't know what the best way is to. That makes sense because like, like I'm I'm just thinking like I'm I'm very selfish, so I'm just thinking if I'm at that position, I'm like. Fuck you, you're not taking my money. <laughs> right? Like, but it'll be the same for everyone. If you were in that position, you'd be like, fuck you, you're not taking my money. Right? Like, mm. I worked hard for this. I earned this. Right? Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty lax with my money. Well, no, but like, if you were truly at that position, I feel like you would think differently. And and if you were truly at the position, I also don't doubt you would give away a lot of money. But would you give away half of all your money? Or would you give away $1 billion? But what if $1 billion is only 1% of your money? Mm-hmm. then to you that's different now right one percent of your true. money and 50 percent of your money means a lot different right and it means different to different people like 50 percent of my money means nothing compared to what they have that's something they can make in like a day or a, a second minute, right yeah yeah so then it's just i don't know i just feel like putting hard caps on stuff is just so fucking i don't know devious and tough but yeah but anyways nice hot takes we'll have some more hot takes thank you guys for joining our filler episode anything to finish off this episode with i, I guess was it was kind of a, one last hot take oh, is yeah. that you can only make ramen as good as as good as like there's a there's a very low I, ceiling for ramen like I you can agree. only be as good like that like so good i uh, really agree with for you. any ramen it can only be so good every time anyone in vancouver including viv will say oh my god we gotta eat at danbo because it's the best ramen ever i eat it and i'm like okay just stupid noodles i'll also be honest sometimes the more unhealthy the ramen tastes the better yeah actually <laughs> so fuck Same these pure ingredients if you if you had it on a night when you're really hungry and an egg maybe a little bit of spam and some yeah, shit ton of green onions damn and a slice of cheese holy shit probably best meal you ever you've ever had better than ichiran in japan i'm glad we have this uh, anti-ramen <laughs> crew here because i've always been a big proponent of not liking ramen that much and yeah. uh, these fucking weebs think they know all this shit just because it's from Japan. But anyways, uh, we love weebs because we're the JV show. And we'll see you guys next time. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.